My name is Emma Clark, and I'm a freshman at Catlin Gable School. I'm one of the six youth roving reporters for All Classical Portland's Joy Project. This program enables us to receive guidance and insight on how to become a good radio broadcaster. I refined my storytelling skills with Krista Wessel to produce this segment. For my story, I had the privilege to attend the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra's classical concert series. In addition to hearing the concert, I got to interview Maestro Salvador Brotons, as well as an audience member. That's where this story begins. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how music has played a role in your life? I started off at the age of five, playing the violin, learning how to play the violin. I studied for most of my life. Wound up by playing with the Pittsburgh Symphony, Los Angeles Philharmonic. I just had a wonderful time. Music was my life. So why did you choose to come here today? Because I love music. I have multiple sclerosis. I can't play anymore, but I can certainly listen. And I think this is a wonderful orchestra. The stereotypical image of a conductor is just someone waving a stick in front of the orchestra, and I'm sure that's not true. So could you please explain what the process is of conducting, and also what sort of things just go through your mind? Fine. Uh, the first thing that you need to establish is the, is the tempo, the, the velocity of the music. Pam, pam, pam. That's what we do all the day. We wave, we, we put beats, and we establish the tempo. But this tempo moves because sometimes the composer uh, writes uh, faster or because uh, sometimes you feel that the music needs to go faster, right? Uh, but besides the, the tempo consideration, there is a lot of things about uh, phrasing, about articulation, about uh, nuances, about a lot, <laughs> you name it, the, 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 the incredible amount of things and you need to unify. And to, but the most important thing is you need to do something to make sure that what you presented uh, reaches the audience and communicates to them and you get the emotion of the music to them. That's the most important thing. If someone messes up, say, plays a wrong note, does it mess the whole group up <laughs> and can you hear it? Sometimes a lot of people misses a lot of a lot of notes and nobody realizes. And not even me sometimes, because there are a quantity of notes in a symphony. Some of them are, are passing notes that that uh, that. Or sometimes it's only an effect. For instance, eh? and then if in the middle you instead of you do something a little different, nobody notices. I think. But sometimes uh, that's uh, that's very noticeable that a person misses the note, but that's not that important. The most important thing, I, I, as I mentioned before, is uh, to make an impacting performance, uh, something that, that really is, is powerful. That's important. I mean, a person can miss a note. We are not perfect. Uh, we, 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 and, I, and also, sometimes I miss some beats, or, or, some, or instead of beating in three, I beat in four. <laughs> Rarely happens, but, but sometimes may happen. But this is um, something uh, not that important. I've heard that you've conducted orchestras internationally in 
Israel, France, Germany, China, and so on. Do these crowds differ in any way? Mm, a little different, but not that much. I mean, uh, the, the human beings are, are, are all over the world about the same. I mean, uh, we, some, some people are a little more colder, some people are a little more uh, uh, enthusiastic, uh, some, some audiences. But um, generically speaking, I don't, I don't see them, the many differences. Sometimes, for instance, uh, one thing is different between America and, and Europe. In America, the... the Usually the plots are very enthusiastic, and last uh, you you need to, to to come to come to the states twice or three times maximum. In Europe, uh, it's much longer, but much less enthusiastically, <laughs> but much longer. Uh, usually, uh, conductors exits five times, but here is uh, people are so excited at the end they want to demonstrate and they, they say, okay, oh, you, fantastic, excellent, excellent, but let's go home. <laughs> There's a little difference that I noticed between the audiences in America and Europe. What are the differences in skill between conducting and composing? Fine, uh, there are different skills, definitely, but also they complement each other. Uh, I gain a lot of knowledge for me, for me to conduct. If I had uh, the experience of uh, me writing a piece like, like, an, like a composer, I think I value very much this experience. On the other hand, also, um, conducting uh, helps to compose very much because um, when you compose, you you right away thinking about the practicality of, of how to put the music together. And uh, some some composers compose very incredibly difficult things, and then when it's a matter of, of putting them together, it's almost impossible, or it makes not effect. I think I think it's very closely related both activities. It's important. Uh, I, I value very much to have this experience as a composer when I, when I conduct. Well, it's an honor interviewing you and meeting you. Your next stop is Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, and also have a, a, a premiere, a very important premiere coming up of my music. Uh, I, I wrote a double concerto for violin and cello and orchestra that I will be conducting in, in Barcelona in March. <laughs> 